This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. We're back again with another episode and another amazing guest on When Spirit Calls. I'm so excited to have Carol with us today. Uh, She is who I would describe as a fairy godmother. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. Carol is a business wizard and dream weaver who is passionate about helping heart-centered entrepreneurs and non-for-profits follow their dreams, achieve those dreams, and love every step of the dream journey. Carol went through her own experience in pushing her dreams aside while living a life that she was told to live. Through her own journey and healing process, she discovered that not only could she live her dream, but she could help others to do the same. I just love that. Carol started her company, Fei Hu Universal, in which she uses her degree in applied administration and over 35 years of experience in accounting to help clients to have more time and more money to live their dreams. Even more, she uses her intuitive and gentle nature to nourish the individuals and businesses while providing customized support to maximize efficiency. Carol loves community and nature, especially when she is spending it with friends and family. When she's not walking her dog or playing with grandkids, she spends quiet time in her oasis lounge with a good book or a challenging puzzle. Please help me in welcoming Carol to the show. Welcome back, everybody. So happy to be here on another edition of When Spirit Calls. You have all learned a bit about my guest, Carol, today. Hi, Carol. Hello. Oh, so happy to have you here. I, you know, you and I met not very long ago, but I felt like you were immediately my soul family. And I was so excited about just even the the opportunity to walk alongside you in a little bit of your path. And as I've gotten to know you, I've just fallen in love with your gentle spirit and your kindness. And I cannot wait for the audience to get to know you better today. So Carol, you know, as with every When the Spirit Calls episode, uh, I always invite our guests to share their story. You know, how did they move through life and give us some examples of maybe when spirit called them or directed them in some way. So why don't you get us started by telling us a little bit about you and your story? We'd love to hear it. Well, first, thank you, Deanne, for this opportunity. I too feel blessed to have you in my world. Um, So my story begins as a child. I always felt a little different. And I would um, see things that not necessarily other children saw, or I would hear things, or I would sense things. I had an imaginary friend. His name was Joe Blake. He had a dog named Spot. They lived in the clouds. And they would come down every day and we would meet between my house and the garage and we would play for hours and hours. I remember these are my fond memories. And even um, growing up in that, I had this friend and my parents were so supportive that one day um, we're coming back from my grandparents in Salmon Arm 
And I was like, oh, we forgot, we forgot Joe, dad, dad, we forgot Joe. <laughs> and he stopped the car and he, we opened the door and we let Joe in. Wow. And then we went and we went home. And so salmon arm to Alberta, right? So, so I had encouragement um, growing up. So, you know, life goes on and you get into it. And some of the things I was seeing, I made some choices as an adolescent that weren't very healthy. I didn't understand what I was seeing. I, um, I could see like my grandfather who passed away when I was four years old, came to me one night, we were actually partying and uh, uh, he come pop through the veil, whatever you want to call that. He popped through and he said, Carol, get it together and pop back. And I'm like, I don't even know this man, right? But he was there and I know it was him. So all of these um, little things, like I go through my life and, and I experience, I, I, I knew when something was about to happen, um, good or bad. I knew when someone needed my help. I, I knew to pick up the phone. I knew to, you know, be present for people. But as life went on, you get those knocks. And I knew that I was different. And in order to fit in, I had to suppress mm. and put it away. So then as I um, grew, um, I would say that the more I, the more into adulthood I grew, the less I embraced my gifts. Mm. Um, I had a whole side of me that absolutely loved. We'd go to card readers and we'd, you know, play with it. But for myself personally, it was put on the shelf and it wasn't brought out because it was, I didn't fit in. I was, it just separated or alienated me from my peers. So, um, and I lived quite a bit of my life that way. Um, I had my children early. Um, I didn't finish high school. I um, had my children, my first born at, at 19. Well, I was 20. I was pregnant at 19, had them at 20. Um, had miscarried right before that. So, you know, like I started early with my family. Mm. And um, by the time I was 26, I had my fourth child and I was done. Wow. So in every one of those kids, they were all essentially accidents. Mm. But I knew each one of them coming in. I could sense them coming in. And because I was, um, well, for the first two, I was single. Um, They have the same father, but I was a single mother. And they... um, uh, I knew that they came to me. I knew that they chose me. I felt it. I felt it in my being. And so because I was single, you know, those supportive parents, they said, well, you know, it's going to be tough. Maybe you should think about. And that didn't resonate at all with me. Mm. And I couldn't explain to them, but I just, no. And so I found myself, um, I'm going to just kind of go beyond the 26 years of age. I had, um, I was married. I had four kids um, by the time I was 26. 
by the time I was 31, I was divorced and I had four kids. <laughs> I hadn't finished high school and I was like, what are we going to do? I chose these little lives because they chose me. Yeah. And it was 100% my responsibility to care for them in every way I could. So what do you do? Well, I went back to school. I got my high school diploma. I got a diploma in fine in uh, accounting, and then I went on to get my bachelor's degree. All that time, still suppressing, knowing that the only real decision that I had made was my children. Mm. I haven't touched on the other aspect of my life because there was quite a, a wild time in there. But seeking, always seeking. I have tried multiple religions, multiple venues or ways to express. I had a few um, individuals that came into my life. Um, so at about the age of 31, 32, my best friend's dad um, was, he was a Reiki master. He did reflexology. He did uh, the eyes. He did all of that. But anytime I went and had a session with him, as soon as he put his hands on, we went and we traveled. Wow. And he helped me with with opening up to my authenticity. Yeah. And so that was step one to begin that experience. Mm. And from him, I started to seek. Like I would come out of sessions with him and the green was greener. The yeah. air was cleaner. You know, <laughs> it, life was just... And I wanted to be able to experience that every day. Yeah. And and when I couldn't, I'd go back and get a fix, right? Right. But he was starting to show me how to bring that into my life and keep it mm. every day, all the time, to learn to do it for myself. Yeah. And that's where my self-healing began, was with him. Um, I have since had numerous other experiences and opportunities to grow and expand through either community or um, sharing circles, friends I've met along the way. And so that self-help, that no, not self-help, that healing journey mm, that. began. And if I hadn't started that, the educational journey wouldn't have been possible. And I believe that fully because in order for me to be confident enough to move forward into something that um, I felt I knew and loved, um, I was like, I was an adult. I was like, you know, I was old. Like <laughs> I was in high school when my oldest son was in high school. Right. Right. So it was interesting. Like I graduated high school the year before my oldest son. Wow. Wow. Right? Yeah. That puts it into perspective so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so I went through. Now that's not to say I didn't have a lot of experience in the background of that. Of course. But I because I have always been drawn to a path of business. I'm going to say accounting, mainly, taxation, you know, I've always been drawn there. Hence, I went, I, okay, I'll go back to school, go to college, go to university, 
and yep. get out there and support these kids because these this is why you're here. So I went through and I did all that. I have, you know, through employment, I've always come back around. I've, I've come into, um, it's, I've always had uh, involvement in business in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, either through project accounting or taxation and finance and, you know, just um, helping people, just whatever I could do. I had often given a lot of free help. Um, so I had also made a decision in my early 30s that perhaps I should be paper trained to get paid for what I've been doing. <laughs> yes. So uh, that was part of that as well. And so... Um, Coming out of that area and that, yeah, I remember the day I graduated from my diploma. Actually, from my degree. So I graduated. My convocation ceremony was on uh, November 30th. And my mom passed away on December 17th. Mm. So my biggest cheerleader left hmm. and I thought oh I'm gonna push through this yeah I can do this I've got this I did what was in our family the expected way yeah so we were right get an education get out get a good job there's some other stuff that's happened in between and along the way um we kind of laugh my sisters and I, because orphaned at such a late age. <laughs> orphaned at such a late age. It's, <laughs> it's a way to right? put it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But so I was all excited to go out and experience this new life. I had done what we needed to do. Step one, two, three, four, five. The other part of that, though, or the biggest part of that was, um, Okay, we're excited. We're we're fired up. We're gonna go. We're gonna change the world. Um, I wasn't through spirit. Mm. It spirit was still suppressed. I had that healing component, but I thought that they had to be distinctly separate. Mm. And I thought that that's how I was raised. It wasn't by any fault. It's just the way it was. Yeah. You kept religion, politics, and and work separate separate yeah right so i had um uh this brand new to me path although i had been doing it for years to me it was brand new because i had was paper trained right right and and so um it was empty and it was not fulfilling and i can remember looking up to my to my god and saying what the heck mm. what happened here i thought this was going to change my life and everything was going to be good and seeking would be no longer and we would fulfilled right yeah um i was able to support my family i was able to you know buy vehicles do this do that you know all those things that you know you struggle with when you're a student right everything you, you know it wasn't financially that we were having issues it was I couldn't find happiness inside of me. Mm. Oh, Carol, you forgot about your healing. 
you forgot about self. Mm. The biggest part for me, like what I realized later is that if I didn't have me, nobody else would have me either. Mm. So my work would suffer, my children suffer, my relationship, you know, my relationships with my family even. Like some of my sis, my sisters and I are like tight knit little woven glue pods. And my one sister hadn't talked to in years, mm. right? It got to the point where we, we, everybody was disconnected. Yeah. So I was, um, you know, the steps I was taking didn't seem to be fitting. So um, a few years back, and then now most recently, very much, very much, I'm wor- I started to work at pulling spirit into my day-to-day yes so in doing that like i have a a morning meditation practice that has been with me for probably since the year after my mom passed so Mm. 12 years 14 years 12 years for my mom and i follow that faithfully every day So I get up and I do my meditation, I do some reading, I sit in silence and whatever I need in that moment, but it starts my day every day. But what I noticed was that even though I was doing that, what was missing was the connection between my external life, my 3D life, my my life in the world. Mm. So my working life. And my home life or my self life, even in that other world, I would put my family, my friends, right? Because the meditation practice in that was very much internal and me. Yeah. But to connect those lines and those those lines and to make it so that they fit. Yeah. It's been a struggle. It, it's been the, the biggest challenge of yeah what i call this path so far and then i started to get gifts right i started to get knowings i remember the first day i met you Deanne, and it was i knew i needed to know you <laughs> i actually knew i'd seen you before because i a very visual person i would have these um, I have a, a visual of a, I have this room that I go to. It's a great big library, but it has no walls, but it has walls. Go bigger. It's got fireplaces and books and everything that you need. And you are always the presence in my space. And so I have felt you. I feel that we're soul sisters. Yes. In that respect. And so the minute I heard the words ignite, mm. business, and records, I was like, oh, please, thank you for <laughs> giving me, right? Yeah. Because I feel like that's the connection I I personally was missing. So then, um, and that's not to say that other things hadn't been there. Let's, of course. Right? Yeah. Right? But I think that all of those other things come into place and put me right here, right ready, right for today Mm. and what we're doing today. 
And so now I feel confident that I can work toward making that connection between myself. I know you can't see that, but with myself internally to who I am externally and how I present that to you, to my sisters, yes. to my children, to my dog. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, embracing that. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, that's the key here. And, oh, my gosh, you said so many things that I want to speak to. Um, but I first want to thank you so much for sharing so beautifully, you know, uh, at least parts of your journey, because uh, I think a lot of times, you know, we have these blips in our lives and we forget how important they are to be sharing with the world. So I want to first start with your story as a child and having this Joe Blake as this man yeah. in the clouds. You know, what's interesting. I think it was a movie called Joe Black, if I remember correctly. And it was about a about an energy that kind of came and visited this woman. And, and so that movie came to mind when I, and I thought that was so interesting that your names were almost the same, but point being, you know, this idea of imagination, I want to bring this to the surface for everyone, because as children, we are led by our imaginations in so many ways. We're so curious and we let our minds kind of in a way we're almost encouraged to do that. Right. Um, for most of us, at least anyways, and here's a little secret for you guys as listeners. Imagination is one of the keys to your clairvoyancies. Because if you can tune into your imagination, you can absolutely tune into your intuitive gifts as a clairvoyant. Okay. And a clairvoyant is someone who sees clearly. So I wanted to add that in there because I think it's such a powerful recognition for us to say, oh my God, I am clairvoyant. Like I like I can picture things and I can see things in my mind. And you had got to the point where you actually had not only uh, an imaginary friend who I would argue maybe wasn't so imaginary <laughs> and also a dog. And I suspect that he was actually one of your spirit guides. And I see this happen a lot with young children where they have this imaginary friend and oftentimes it's actually a spirit guide for that person. So that I wanted to bring to the surface. The next thing I wanted to chat about was your way of looking at motherhood and becoming a mom and feeling so deeply that your children chose you. And I think there's some power in this conversation because, you know, I don't think oftentimes as moms, we necessarily talk about our kids maybe in this way of them having chosen us. And I think it's a powerful discussion to have. And I believe that my children chose me as well. Uh, you know, I, after my daughter Sloan, and uh, her needing extra attention. She was diagnosed with autism um, at 11 years old and um, has struggled with OCD, anxiety, and things like that. And, you know, so when she was about three, I still wasn't ready to have another kid. Like, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, what did I sign up for? And even though I loved her unconditionally, it required a lot of my energy and I was a bit resentful. I was a resentful mom. I will admit that because I knew I had a divine mission and I, <laughs> I couldn't have this divine mission and also have a divine mission to take care of my kids. How could I handle that? Right. 
So I was in this conundrum and I thought, I don't, I can't have another kid. Like, how is that even going to be possible? But something called me, something called me and said, Deanne, there's another child here. And I knew that I needed to go through that process again. And boy, am I ever happy because, you know, I, I was, I was blessed with a healthy son and, and, uh, and he's definitely uh, uh, a mama's boy, (laughs) but I know that he chose me. And I know that if I wasn't willing to be open to that, that he, he wouldn't be here. And I think for you, it was probably very much a similar process. Like you knew the timing of it. You knew you could feel it inside of you. So I wanted to just bring that to the surface. And that might be, you know, a whole nother conversation about moms and their kids and that process as it relates to when spirit calls us. But I really do feel that spirit called me in a way for me to see that I can have more than one divine purpose. I can have more than one soul responsibility. And so this is that reminder to our audience to say, you know, it's not just one thing that necessarily you have to do or be, right? It's oftentimes it's many different things and there's many different aspects of soul responsibility. But I have come to, you know, love and not resent my children and really appreciate my time with them because it allows me that regroup time away from the other things that I'm doing, the work, the business, the politics, whatever else. And I've understood that when I'm with them, that they are my divine mission in that moment. So I wanted to share that because as you were speaking about it so beautifully, I could feel the unconditional love that you have for your for your kids. And I wanted to bring light to that and remind people, especially if you're listening and you're thinking like, oh my God, I've struggled being a mom or I've, you know, regretted becoming a mom. And I've talked to many other moms who have felt that at some point is to remind you that you can have more than one soul responsibility and more than one divine mission. And you will be given everything that you need to fulfill that mission. God or creator does not withhold anything from us. <laughs> We're the ones usually getting in our own way, of course, right? <laughs> and then yeah. here's the next piece here. Okay, and this is probably the most important out of the whole story, I think, in terms of this idea of the spiritual practice, because I think that many people believe that this, you know, you you mentioned it so beautifully. You said, you know, religion, work, a religion over here and work in politics over here, they were separate. And I think that it's that separation that has caused a conundrum for us as human beings, because spirituality is in everything. Business is spiritual. Relationships are spiritual. That is we if we allow them to be. And I do believe that spirituality can be woven into our day-to-day And you have a practice in the morning, you spend time with yourself. I also have a bit of a practice myself, but the truth is we actually don't necessarily even need to have a practice. We don't need to say, okay, from eight to nine is my spiritual practice. So that makes me spiritual. What happens really is that that anchors us in and it allows us to get more insight, more information, which is extraordinarily valuable. So I do recommend it. However, What's more important to know is that this spirituality can be interwoven into every aspect of our being. It can be a reminder for us as we move through the day to pause and take a deep breath, to tune in, to notice what you're noticing, to be more present. That is a spiritual practice in itself. And so spirituality doesn't have to be 
separate from everything. In fact, it is interwoven into everything. So I wanted to highlight that too, Carol, because you brought that up so beautifully. And I think it's so important for us to recognize that everything and anything can be spiritual and we can incorporate spiritual practice into everything that we do so that it doesn't have to feel like one more thing to do. Cause I don't know about you, <laughs> but sometimes the one more thing to do is like, Oh my God, I got to do a thing yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? So mm-hmm. I wanted to just share that with the audience and highlight those things, because I think that I think you're so subtle and humble in your, in your expression. And I wanted to really highlight those because those are valuable pieces of information for us. So Carol, I know that that brings value to people, but if you had some takeaways, you know, in your process, what, what did you, what did you get out of there that you really want to share with the world? Like, what do we need to know that, that will help us on our journey? My takeaways for that? Yeah, in your in your experience, yeah. First thing that we need to do is we're going to say it: heal thyself. Ah, heal thyself. Yeah, right. And and make sure that um, that we're we're loving and nurturing and caring to that who we are, our spirit, our soul. Um, because once we have that. It doesn't have to be perfect, of course, right? But yeah. number one, heal thyself, because then we, when when we go out into the world or we are are working or whatever it is we're doing, then our best self is forward, which then enlightens and helps and builds upon anybody else that we might come in contact with. I know when I'm walking down the street, if I have a great big smile on my face, the people meeting me have a smile on their face, even if they don't. You know, in the beginning, when they come by me, they do. And often, it'll strike up a conversation if we're standing. So the more balance in health, in in, in a loving space that I come from, the yeah. more I project that, the more help I put out into the world. It's a huge ripple. I love that. So heal thyself. It's so powerful. Heal thyself. Yes. Oh, what was what is my my second one? My second takeaway, I would say, would be, oh, slow down. <laughs> slow down. See? And, and and this is one that I work with daily. I'm glad the that time, you paused right? there before you remembered the slow down. Because as soon as you paused and took a second back... <laughs> Then the answer came. And how often does that right. happen? Like all the time, right? Sometimes we just need to stop. <laughs> three breaths, right? Yeah. I used to have that as my mantra. It was it would sit on my workstation or or you know, and, and it would, you know, three deep breaths. So slow it down. Right. I, I love that. You know, my teacher Christine used to say, slow down to move ahead. And I speak about that all the time because I'm I'm a I'm a doer, I'm a go-getter. <laughs> I'm an overachiever. So I've been going a million miles a minute my whole life. And this slowing down was so hard for me (laughs) because I thought (laughs) if I slow down too much, then, you know, what happens, right? You know, and, um, and it has been such a gift for me. So that is a powerful takeaway. If we just will pause and allow us to slow down. Oh my gosh. We, we just get so much intuitive insight and clarity, right? So that's a big one. Mm. Love that one. Yeah. 
And then I guess my, my third takeaway is that I call it uh, like customized structure. Mm. I need structure in my life. I need A, B, C, D. Um, that resonates with me, but it may not resonate with you. Yeah. So that's why it's customized. Yeah. So I can I can look at you like and and I say this out of experience with with different um, spiritual practitioners and whatnot. And you know, so if it if it feels right, it's probably the right fit kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. We need to mm-hmm. customize what we do to fit. Mm-hmm what resonates internally for us, right? Oh, I love that you're sharing this because I think we're in a world of digitization and automation. And it's like, here's the standard template. Like everyone gets the same thing, but we lose something in that. We we lose that deeper connection. We lose the authenticity oftentimes in that. And this is not to say don't have automation and, you know, obviously yeah. like simplify your processes in life, but this customized structure, um, this can apply to life too, you guys. This is not just for the entrepreneurs out there, but this is to people in life because what happens is we open ourselves up and we leak energy everywhere. You know, the analogy would be a fire hydrant, right? If I open up the fire hydrant, it just sprays water everywhere. If I put a hose on the fire hydrant, now I get to decide where the water goes. And so what you're telling us is like, put a hose on the fire hydrant, you know, create some sort of structure. And you know, there's actually freedom that comes with structure, believe it or not, because when we have this sacred structure in place in how we're moving through our life, it makes it easier for us to stay on our more aligned path. So not only do we stop leaking energy in all these places and create boundaries for ourselves, but it also allows us to stay the course. So mm. that in itself is uh, is golden, Carol. Fantastic. Okay. I know time goes by super fast, but um, we are going to wrap things up. Um, Carol, you know, I know that you own uh, Fehu Universal Inc., and you help entrepreneurs to heal themselves and their businesses so that they can really create these dream lives for themselves. Uh, what uh, do you have available to them if they want to lean in? Do you have a special gift to give them today? Well, I would um, offer a free um, business health consultation. Woohoo! And that's how it. we can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's fantastic. So we'll put those links in for your website, but they can go to fehu.ca. Is that right? Correct. That's- and that's spelled F as in Fox, E as in Echo, H as in, I want to say ham. I know that's not the right lingo for radio. Honor. <laughs> Honor. Honor. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Honor and use. Fehu, F-E-H-U. Um, dot ca. You can go and explore Carol's website, but we'll also put the link for that gift um, and information so that you can reach Carol in those show notes for you as well. Carol, it has been such a joy. Thank you for gracing us with your beautiful, gentle spirit today and sharing a little tidbit about your journey here and when spirit called you because you know, it's so interesting as we realize spirit is calling us, we realize more and more how much spirit is calling us and how it's calling us always. 
in all things, isn't it? That is true. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, it has been a joy. Thank you for taking your time with us today. And until next time, everybody, I hope you tune in again for our next episode. Thanks for being here on When Spirit Calls. Bye. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.